Hey, it's Blair Johnson with the Badass Records Podcast, where we talk a little bit about you and some of your favorite albums. Catch new episodes Thursdays on YouTube or stream the audio from your favorite platform. Follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram, and if you'd like to do an in-person episode, hit me up at badassrecordspodcast at gmail.com. It's the Badass Records Podcast, featuring people, music, and badass records. Thanks for stopping by. well we are recording episode 70 of uh badass records podcast brandon and jesse rock yep. is that your like birth on that's your birth that's your <laughs> i think it was like my dad's size uh it's ukrainian okay so it probably got shortened right <laughs> somewhere i like to line. say it's rock mine enough uh and you guys have a joint in saint joe called skate bar and did I did it open last January? Yes, or, okay. Yeah, January twenty eighth. So you made it through the first year. Yeah. Is this your first service industry go at any like uh, owning a venue? Oh right, but I mean, did you guys like uh, wait tables or cook I've or park? Okay. Uh, I did promotions out in Vegas for uh, it was just a promotions company that did nightclubs. Okay. Like so okay. Well, congrats on making it a year. It's hard to do. Yeah. Um, are you guys just booze, or do you have food, too? Or We have a restaurant next door, uh, like, connected to us. Yeah. That um, We have, like, these little scanner thingies, and so people can order food, and they'll just bring it over. So, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like, not your, it's somebody else's? It's somebody else's. Okay. We recently but have been selling hot dogs. <laughs> nice. We've been doing glizzies. Yeah. And I, <laughs> <laughs> where does that name come from? I, I, no I keep seeing it, like... We I put it on the flyers though and stuff. Right, I, uh, I every time I see it written like at the top of a meme, I'm expecting there to be like a glazed donut, and yeah. then it's a hot dog with toppings. Yeah, I'm like, I don't such, know. It's such a weird, weird word. <laughs> I wouldn't have expected to be hot dogs either. Until it also I heard means it. Glock. So oh, like it could be a gun or a hot dog. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Um. So where? Walk me through. First of all, how did you guys meet? Jess mm-hmm. at a bar. <laughs> we met at a bar on St. Patty's Day parade okay. festival. Yeah. Where at? Uh, it was called Big Shots in St. Joe. Okay. Uh, he had a punk shirt on, and I was like, yeah, "There's my peeps." Right. I put some <laughs> punk music on the jukebox. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. I lured him in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Uh, so, just a quick um, look. Uh, I thought I thought there was going to be a Facebook page, but. But it, it wouldn't got shut down. It wouldn't let me. I was like, "What? What is yeah, this?" Yeah, it got shut down. Uh, we had about thirty six hundred followers on it. Oh man! Somebody reported. We're thinking it was the MDC Millions of Dead Cops flyers. Uh, somebody got offended by it, probably. Oh boy! Or it could have been competition. Who knows? But anyway, they reported it a bunch until they took. We couldn't get access it for two weeks, and then all of a sudden, yesterday, it was gone. 
just completely gone, wiped out. So I just started a new Facebook page. Okay. And it is up. Okay. Now. So and now what is people it? People search skate bar. Uh, it, it's just skate bar. So if you went onto Facebook and looked up skate bar, it should come up. Okay. It's starting to get. I know it in the beginning it didn't because we didn't have hardly any followers or whatever. But a lot of people that we've been like you know putting it out there that we're back up and we've had quite a few people. Okay. Just in the twenty four hours. Okay. So, right on. So um, it's gaining. You know it'll it'll be. Visible. Cool. So you've got a, a new Facebook page. You have an Instagram. Uh, the, it's actually at 501 Francis street. Is that mm -hmm. okay? Um, and is there any other, uh, way that it's visible online? TikTok. TikTok. A really silly TikTok yeah. channel. And I have, I've been kind of slacking on making videos. It was super mm -hmm. fun though. I have like a, a lot of, uh, regulars, uh, participating in it. And stuff. Cool. Cool. Just I'm sure I would bet <laughs> all the money in my bank account. That's what my daughter is doing right now on the couch. <laughs> Uh, it's a wild animal. Um, I was trying to get pieces of episodes up, uh, and had a good head of steam and then the holidays hit and I have, I just haven't been able to dip back in. But I mean, it's, if you're not just like creating and posting from the phone, if you're like record, you know, editing or, and then you're up, it's, it's anyway. Um, I was talking to the, the guy whose episode is coming out this week. He's in a band called Sexy Accident. Uh, and I was telling him how I had a musician from Lawrence over for episode four, and she had put out the previous year um, an LP, and then she had put out a single and was and had something brand new with that was not out yet. So we like listened to all three of those. Like, I mean, we we listened to them, but then I had to like put them in on the back end because. Anyway, uh, and then they all they immediately got muted by TikTok. And I'm like, it's that, that's her stuff. It's, yeah. it's not a, and that dude from last week, he was like, oh, same deal. I've, I've put up TikToks with my own music mm -hmm. and they immediately. That happened to one of my videos. Because. The copyright, I guess. Okay. But I re-uploaded it and put one of those silly voice things on it. Oh, yeah. And so they, they didn't catch sure. it that way. Sure, sure. <laughs> Um, okay, so Skate Bar's been open for just over a year. You guys met uh, at, at a different bar in St. Joe. Yes. Um, did you... Were, like seven years. So okay. It been about eight years ago, probably. Right on. Did you guys both... Are you born and raised St. Joe, or...? Um, kind of. Kind of? Much, yeah. I was in St. Joe, or at least that's where I was born. Okay. I grew up south of town... But we've both been in and out of state for our whole yeah, adult lives. Sure. So. Okay. Um, so for you, do you have siblings? Yes. Okay. I'm one of seven. One of seven. Okay. Man, busy household. <laughs> um, and did your folks play music in the home when you guys were growing up? or? My dad uh, really liked grunge okay. music and then kind of punk adjacent stuff like sure. butthole surfers. Yeah. Um, some early metal like Iron Maiden, early Metallica, stuff nice. like that. So, yeah, I had, I had a good. I had. I was lucky in that way. Cool. <laughs> um, and then was there a particular album that you either for your first purchase or first fell in love with? Um, yeah, it's hard to say. I've had so many different 
phases of music. I've gone through every genre and right. I found something good in every one. Yeah, it's, yeah. Um, how about how about first show? Concert? First show? Like official first show? Mm-hmm. Hmm, probably Ozfest. Okay. Here? Yep. Nice. Uh, how long ago? Oh, it's got to be more than, or probably 18 years ago. Okay, yeah. right on. Uh, what about for you? Do you have siblings? Uh, I just have one. One? And then yeah, brother. music in the home for you too? Or? Uh, no. No? I, I definitely didn't get my musical taste from my dad or my mom. No? <laughs> they weren't? I into punk music super early. Okay, how how early? 12, okay. 11, 12 years old. Nice. That's when I started skateboarding. Uh, and then, yeah, as far as like an album or whatever, I guess I got introduced probably into punk music through skate videos. Okay, yeah. So yeah. There, there was a band called Sub Society. It's really obscure. Didn't really make anything. Um, and it's hard to find their music. Yeah. There was a song called A Lot Less, and there was one called Rockstar. Uh, and that was like kind of my first exposure. And okay. It's funny to bring up Butthole Surfers because that was the one I listened to when I was 12 also. Nice. Like we were in Catholic, I was in Catholic school at the time and uh, we had a group or whatever that we put together for like, I don't know, book reports or something and we called ourselves Butthole Surfers. <laughs> for some reason, the teacher let us do it. Nice. It was really bizarre. Mm-hmm. How about first show for you? Uh, first show... Well, my first shows were super early, and it was at the Outhouse. Okay. Outhouse is like a big um, inspiration in skate bar. Like, I even have an Outhouse photo on the wall. Kind of a shrine. Meaning Lawrence? Yeah. Uh, Lawrence, yeah. Bring your own mm-hmm. booze? Yeah, out in the middle of the cornfield. Okay. Yeah. So I used to go there when I was 13, 14, hitting bunk shows. Nice. Pretty much any time we could get out of town, sneak a ride, you know. Yeah. We would be down there at the okay. shows, you know, so. Uh, first show, I don't know. It could have been like, man, I wish I knew. I'm trying to think of all. I mean, I know I saw Body Count down there. Okay. Ice Tea. Yeah. Um, they made that documentary, and I don't know. It's got that on there. I actually have half my face in that. <laughs> nice. Uh, I saw one of my friends in it, and I was like, hey, that's Joey. Nice. Like half my face on it. <laughs> but, man. Honestly, I don't know if I could. I've been to so many concerts. You guys still get out and see stuff? Oh, we go. Nice. We see them at skateboard. Right. Although, like, we have five shows this week coming up. Uh, But we, whenever we leave town, we usually go down to Replay Lounge. Okay. And check out people. Yeah. We go down to Record Bar. So, so are you guys, I mean, you have like operational stuff like uh having a staff uh ordering product it's just us just you yeah. you guys don't have any employees we have a door guy okay he's just not really an employee he's yeah. only there for like um on the weekends so you guys are uh she's booking shows sound. yeah she does the sound um yeah. he does most of the booking I do, almost yeah a lot of almost booking. all of it and then we have <laughs> Like when we started or whatever, I had a friend come up. Uh, his name's Mark Milton, and he wanted to be involved in skate bar, so he records everything. He cool. has a, a channel called Milton's Mayhem on YouTube. Okay. And it basically records all of our shows. Nice. So as he many does as that. he can. Right. And then he had a friend, uh, Danny Phillips, who they called Dr. 47, who wanted to be involved 
in like promotions and stuff like that and help booking. Yeah. So we brought him on to help us book and stuff like that. So there's three of us booking. Okay. And uh, so we got that crew, but I mean, that's like, you know, not actual employees, but they're part of our, right. Our little family. Cool. Our community. And, and then, I mean, you, and then it's just the two of you serving drinks when shows are happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We do the bartending. I run she back does and the forth sound. between sound uh, and bartending. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So busy. Yeah. <laughs> and then the booking is like twenty four seven. I bet. Even at two in the morning I'll do be doing it. I'm sure flyers and yeah, making talking flyers. To yeah, yeah, we do all the flyer making for the most part. Unless the bands are like have their own and right. mailing it to Right. Them. But yeah, we stay really busy, but also we have a lot of fun doing Sure. Uh what's your uh license? how late are you guys open? Until one thirty. One thirty. Okay. Uh, and then is, uh, does, does Sunday have a different time? Yeah, midnight. Okay. They might have changed it. I haven't looked into it too much because Sunday That's... nights are pretty dead anyway. Okay. So okay. Most okay. of the time we're going home at midnight. Right on. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. Yeah. Um, wow. That's, I mean, that's impressive. Um, so thank you guys for being here. Uh, thank you for getting me, uh, lists. Um, if we can start with yours. Um, I, I did, I wasn't able to, uh, pinpoint one of them, but for the most part, I think we're good. Um, Towns Van Van Zant, self-titled 1969, um, third of 10 for him, 34 minutes, 10 tracks. How'd you discover this guy? Um, being into folk music, um, I have a friend who worked for a country music uh, radio station in Atchison, Kansas. Okay. And he would uh, he would hook me up with all the the greatest old country and stuff like that. He introduced me to Towns Van Zant and I was like, "Okay, I love this." Nice. It speaks to me in a different way. Um, it has soul, so um anything that has like a sense of soul to it, I'm going to I'm sure. gonna love it, and this this album in particular is is pretty intense. Some people say a little depressing, but <laughs> I like that. Mm-hmm. I I like that. So yeah, nice, <laughs> right? <laughs> He's a poet too. Like his mm-hmm. lyrics are amazing. Uh, he he does Travis style picking on guitar, which is Travis like the first name. Um, it's a picking style, like a pattern. Okay. Of, of finger picking, it's called Travis picking. Interesting. And I've. I pretty much like anything that uses that uh, picking style. Sure. <laughs> um, any other artists that use that uh, off the top of your head that almost, might almost all old folk music. Old folk, okay, and okay. Old country, yeah. It, it's really or even old blues music. Sure. Now, um, is this like uh, a down stroke with your thumb and then coming up strokes with your fingers? Is that what that? It's an alternating pattern. So a lot of times it'll have like two bass, but um, intertwined with the uh, the other strings. So okay, it it's essentially the same pattern, but there's variations to it. Right on, yeah. right on. Very cool. Um, a little slightly out of uh, chronological order. Go back three years, 1966, Little Wheel Spin and Spin, uh, Buffy St. Marie. Is that yep. proper pronunciation? Third of 17 for her. 
uh, 40 minutes, 12 tracks. Um, never heard of her before. What What can you tell me about her? Uh, she She's an indigenous folk singer. She's still active, but she tours with some really um, unlikely musicians like punk, stuff like that. Really? So, yeah. Okay. Um, she's really involved in indigenous rights movements, things like that. Um, I think that's how I found her. I Just on your own? Yeah, I can't, uh, I'm not too sure, but, um, I, I have that, uh, ADHD hyperfixation thing where if I like something, I want to like find everything like oh, it. Oh, I love that. Yeah, thing. absolutely. Um, so yeah, I absolutely love that. Actually, I just remembered I found her through a video, uh, an old black and white video and it was the song "My Country Tis of Thy mm-hmm, People You're Dying," mm-hmm. and it just destroyed me. I, I mean, like, reading the title, I was like, "What? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh!" Yeah, it's a great song. Yeah, it's another one of those things that can be viewed as like, "Oh, maybe it's a little depressing," but that's part of life. So, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, are you familiar with both of their the rest of their? I mean, it's a lot of lot of records, but their whole discographies. Mm-hmm. Are you? Two of her albums I'm very familiar with. Okay. Towns Van Zant. Oh, I just I listen to all of it. Fa- it always fascinates me when somebody goes uh, self-titled th- for a record that's not their debut. Mm-hmm. See, he put out two, and then this was. It's like, oh, yeah. interesting. But um, I think let's see here. So, so this next one, um, Subhumans. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> I wasn't sure which album. And I see three studios, Stay the Country Died, From the Candle to the Grave, Worlds Apart, 2929, Internal Rot, and Crisis Point. Was it either of those? Uh, what was the first one? Uh, the Day the Country Died. It's probably that one. I, I guessed right then. Does that look like the right cover art? Yep. Okay. I didn't put track listing on there since I wasn't sure, but um, who turned you on to these guys? Myself. Okay. I got into punk all on my own. My friends were all into metal. Uh, but I remember, and I just had this memory recently, that I was at my grandma's house, and she had, she was trying out the satellite thing, and she had MTVX, um, and there was a Distillers video, and, uh, I don't know if you're familiar, it's a, a female, uh, led punk band, uh-uh. kind of in the vein of Rancid, uh, but... Is, is Rancid female? No. Okay. Okay. Like oh, just musically. Th- gotcha. Gotcha. Actually, the one of the vocalists from Rancid and the vocalists from Distillers were a thing. So. Oh. Okay. Interesting. But I saw that video and I see this this woman with a mohawk and I was like, "What is this?" Right. <laughs> My spirit animal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I I really deep dove into punk music and then I found anarcho punk and that's when I was like. Is, is that a sub genre? Yep. Anarcho punk. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't even know why I'm asking because I can't. I don't. I still don't know where punk ends and post punk and uh, all, all of them. So where in the family tree is anarcho punk? So um, a lot of it lives in the seventies in oh, England. Re- okay, gotcha. Right on. Um, it's uh, it's an older sub genre. Sure. Um, like bands like Crass 
the the only thing that kind of distinguishes it from the rest of punk is that it's uh, very political. Okay. And Interesting. Usually very British. Right. And right. Sometimes illegible or like <coughs> crass. Sometimes I can't even understand what they're saying. Right. Wow. Okay. Very nice. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and last but not least, uh, Babes in Toyland. Uh, Fontanelle. Is that the right pronunciation? Which is 1992, and only three records for them. This is number two, 37 minutes, 15 tracks, and a new bassist for this record because the previous bassist boyfriend was murdered, supposedly. <laughs> that I didn't know. Yeah, I was like, yikes, but I mean, shit happens, I guess. Yeah. Uh, tell me about these guys, uh, I gals. I found out about them uh, because I like this punk band called Wipers. Okay. And I was on their Wikipedia, and it mentioned that uh, this band, Babes in Toyland, uh, was influenced uh, to go into punk music. The singer of, the, of Babes in Toyland was. And so it's another one of those fixating on sure. music and then just clicking on everything. And nice. Things, but... I didn't. I didn't get exposed to them super early. I was probably in my mid twenties. Okay. But the the vocalist is so distinct. Nice. I mean, their name. I have been aware of them for years and years. I mean, it's like it was surprising to discover that they only put out three studio albums. Mm -hmm. um, but and I don't know how I would have come across them, but I've definitely. Um, I mean, maybe maybe they were in the old uh, uh, Columbia House. Did, yeah, did they you? played oh, at a yeah. riot room. Okay, about nine years ago. Did they really? So, yeah, nice. I went to that show. It was it was great. Very cool. Um, backing up a step, MTVX. What was that, and when was it? Um, I was probably sixteen-ish, so twenty years ago. It was a metal and punk only nice MTV, so, okay yeah, it was pretty cool did they have uh more than music videos did they have programs it, like as far as i remember it was almost all music videos wow they might have had that show that had the guy from anthrax that was hosting it oh that sounds yeah. familiar um Scott, Scott Ian, Ian. Scott yeah. Ian, yeah, yeah. He hosted a little goatee, yeah. right? Yeah. Yep, unmistakable. Uh -huh. Scott Ian goatee. Yep. <laughs> um, that that channel it played a lot of really early stuff that you wouldn't see on regular MTV. Sure. So I saw a, a Red Hot Chili Peppers video that was when they were way more punk. Sure. And yeah, that was a little confusing. But right. I got to see all kinds of videos. This was before YouTube and stuff, so it was awesome. Right. Nice. Um, and then backing up one more step, uh, can you tell me a little bit more about skateboard videos and that becoming part of your world and how? And, and I just, like I said, I got in with a group of kids uh, around that time uh, in the neighborhood, and we all just skated and then just hanging out and, like, hearing different music or just going and, I always used to buy the videos and part of it was to watch to get pumped up to skate for one but also for the music yeah because I are we talking vhs 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so I would get like Streets on Fire, which is Santa Cruz, Propaganda, which is Palo Peralta. Yeah. Uh, Search for Animal Chin, all the old school ones. Prop- yeah, I said Propaganda. Uh, what is it? Oh, Reason for Living. That was another great one. There was the one, oh, H Street, Hocus Pocus. I think that might even be where I found Sub Society. Okay. But anyway, that got me into uh, Descendants, Blast, all the like Naked Ray Gun, just some, all of them are, it was so hard for me to come up with the list. <laughs> there were so right. many right. of them you know, that were influential right. in that time. Well, speaking yeah. of um, Circle Jerks, mm-hmm. Six, which is their yeah. fifth record. I was like, you guys. <laughs> um, yeah, they're great. 13 tracks, 29 minutes. Uh, you, you got a copy of this one on the wall at Skate Bar, did you say? Yeah, I found it in Portland, and it's a 1987 copy. Nice. Of, of yeah, vinyl? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, so it's hanging in Skate Bar. And uh, I don't know if I can... If I can get Keith Morris to show up to skateboard, <laughs> I'm going to have him sign it. Have you reached out? Have you looked for him on uh, Twitter or anything? We were going to go to Off when they played here a few weeks ago, but... That's uh, another band yeah, that he's in. Sick. Oh, we yeah. okay. We didn't it down that night, but eventually, I mean, we just had MDC roll through, which okay. is also legends that we've been wanting to get, so we're hoping that maybe he'll end up rolling through. Nice. Um, do you find typically that, uh, it's relatively easy to break even slash make a profit for shows or, uh, well, we, all the ticket sales and everything go to the bands. Like we never make a profit off any bands. Oh, okay. So Just money making money. Okay. Okay. And, right on. And merch our our merch. You, we don't take any money from them either on merch or whatever. So it's basically, yeah, it's alcohol and, and skate bar shirts if we have them. And, and skateboards because we and are a skateboard shop. Yeah. All our seriously are yeah. on the wall. Oh man, so that's if you awesome. Board that you like, you can you can buy it. Other than the ones I, I have an Agent Orange one signed when they came through. Uh, Mike Vallely's been at our place three times now. Okay, and he's signed his decks. So those that are on the, I have them in a certain. Part of the sure. Like, okay, are, so aren't for sale. <laughs> the ones that are for sale are they just decks or are they ready to roll? Uh, no, I can build them. Okay. Yeah, we yeah, have. Yeah, he little... builds them in house. Oh, fun! Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, so I have uh, right up by the register. There's uh, trucks, wheels, grip tape, all that. Very stuff. cool. People can pick what they want, and then I put it together. Nice bearings. Mm-hmm. Cool. All of it. It can be pretty intense sometimes. Uh, be like a busy concert night, and somebody wants yeah. to build a skateboard. And he's at he's at the bar, like <laughs> rolling the grip rolling tape, grip. and like people Serving are like drinks. beer, and he's mm-hmm. like, <laughs> yeah. it's crazy. What are so you got beer like ta- on tap or bottles or bottles and cans? Yeah, bottles, bottles and cans, and cans. excellent. And some uh, liquor, like we have a little liquor fridge too. Okay. The basics, like whiskey, vodka stuff. We can mix up like Jack and Coke or vodka Red Bulls. Okay. Now you're talking my my language. (laughs) You got sugar free? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Nice. I don't do sugar. sugar free. (laughs) Okay. Um, Very cool. Um, So your profit's coming from drinks and, and. I didn't see a website, but is there an online place to get a skate park shirt, or is it just in person at the, at the Not joint? Yet. Okay. Yeah, we okay. haven't done that yet. Yeah. And, uh, so, are you ordering like 
X number of X, the, this size, that size, and that size, and then it's just your... Yeah, we just have them hanging on the wall. Okay. People can can get whatever size they want. Right on. Special order, too. If it's like somebody wants a 3XL or something and we don't have one, yeah. we can get it pretty we a, quickly. We have a local guy that screen prints okay. our shirts. Yeah. And then you just go pick up a box or whatever when the yeah. order's ready? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm using... I mean, I don't know. This is probably more cumbersome than you are, are interested in, but the Squarespace website for this that I had somebody build like they have a subsidiary print shop and so um and there's just you know hundreds and hundreds of things like i i didn't look too deep uh because i wanted to just put basics out there but so i have like a a coffee mug and a tumbler and some beanies and ball caps and shirts Mm -hmm. and you just upload the stuff and then once if somebody orders it uh it then it gets made and shipped and then oh it just comes straight from them to the yeah and then customer. so then you let's see you've got to pay the print company their price and then there's a little bit left over for you mm-hmm. for a profit yeah. but it's it it's whatever like i mm-hmm. have had very very few orders most of them have been mine you know uh yeah. just getting shit for myself but um it completely eliminates you know the need to order a box go pick it up and then an order comes in and you got to ship it yeah. or whatever um because i i thought i didn't know that that would be an option and initially i thought if i want to have like say 15 things like am I gonna have to store fifteen, you know, cases, and then of course you get into sizes, and then yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh yes, take one, take one hundred percent of the effort off of my plate. That's what I'm talking about. Um, I'll have to come. I definitely want to get a shirt uh, and uh, and check the place out and see see the boards oh, yeah. and all that stuff. Um, we get a lot of people, especially now. We've been at it for a little over a year. We have a quite a few people from kansas city that come up nice so which is awesome it's a point of pride for us because that's not something that happens in saint joe (laughs) yeah folks what is it 40 45 minutes basically yeah folks you mean folks coming up there for Mm -hmm. a destination spot yeah right yeah for shows very cool to hang out and stuff like there's i know there's trent or whatever that he comes up quite frequently and we didn't even know he's from kansas city (laughs) who's this his name is Trent. There's this punk punk kid that's that's there quite often. We thought he was a local, but <laughs> he was just traveling all the time. Nice. Yeah, which is cool. We, yeah. love, we love to hear that. Mm-hmm. Um, so 1987 to 1989, No Legs to Stand On, Sub Society. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. They did just this one LP on cassette and then yeah. a pair of EPs, yeah, right? Basically, they weren't around very long. Uh, but out of San Diego, which if I remember correctly, was like a real punk hub. Yeah, like, it's like Hermosa Beach. Yes, had a, yes. Had Descendants, Black yep. Flag, Circle Jerks. Yeah. Man, that, that, I always told her it would be great to have lived there during, during the 80s. Right. <laughs> in Hermosa Beach. But yeah, in Sub Society, they were in that same, that same genre. And they just, as far as I know just on like skate videos and stuff i don't even 
did they tour? Maybe. I don't know. Right. I think they probably just played locally more than anything. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, so I just remember them as like my earliest because way back when I was, yeah, like 12 years old, 13. I know, when I was young. Yeah. I remember hearing the, anything that was on skate videos. Right. That's pretty much all I did. Right. I I skated like 8 to 10 hours a day. No I'd get out kidding. of school and then I'd skate till like I had to sleep. Okay. So, um any noteworthy injuries back when oh, you're man. not really you were like i was pretty lucky on skateboard as nice far as that goes i in mean i did have skiing though yeah i broke my hand in lining and then <laughs> skiing i've had some skiing is my favorite sport i used to compete doing it oh for real yeah, okay so. but I don't know. I got a pretty good concussion doing that. Oh, but boy. Yeah, skateboarding, I, I will say it really, like, I had to quit it for a few years, and that's why I went to aggressive inline, was because my ankles were so bad. And not from, like, just big injuries, just from repetitive year after year. Eight to ten hours a day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just, like, get it rolling them. They yeah. blow up. And then I would usually never go to the doctor either, so you never know. But it was all purple, and then I'd right. wait for it to go down. And then I'd skate again, I'd roll again, and so finally the doctor was like, you're going to have to, like, quit, like, long term, longer than just, you know, taking a few weeks off right. and jumping right back on. <clears throat> so that was one of the reasons, and then, but since we've opened Skate Bar, I've been, like, this last year I've gotten hard back into skateboarding. Really? 47, and I love it, yeah. Um, so, are, I mean, I'm assuming there's a, a good spot or two around St. Joe, or? Our curb in front. Yeah, <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah we'll our have curb like, is black. We'll have <laughs> wax. From, from wax. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll have like 15 people out there skating sometimes. Yeah, it's cool during shows. You'll have yeah. the band going, then you'll have a whole group of skateboarders out. Just cool. Just shredding the curb. Um, is this, uh, do you get, so I'm assuming shows are audible outside? Yep. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can yeah. definitely hear it out. Nice. Um, what are your neighbors like business-wise? St. Joe's a ghost town, so um, the the only business close to us is that restaurant, and they close pretty early in the evening, so we're we're pretty much all by ourselves. So no issues, no complaints, no. No, Never. You guys can just do your own thing and be left alone. Yeah, and and we act like silly gooses all the time (laughs) outside. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty wild. (laughs) Yeah, and Aaron over at RC's is cool anyway. Like they'll stay open later for like. Like when Valley just came through, they stayed open later, and that's like part of his like guarantee. He wants RCs. Like they freaking love RCs, so it's like part of the, the deal when they come, mm-hmm. and uh, so he stays open later for that. Kind for of thing. particular shows, yeah. no, if he knows, if he knows that... it's going to be really crowded because we do send a lot of people over his way, you know. So, so what is this thing? Can. Like, is it like a QR code that takes you to an online menu? You said we have yeah. a little thing. Okay, okay, very yep. cool. Um, nice. Um, so Fugazi, uh, 13 songs. Yeah, you're down to my all time two favorite bands. Well, uh, so, you know, at some point in my journey, uh, very hypocritically, I was like, you know, compilation albums and greatest hits albums suck. Mm-hmm. You want the, the feel of what they recorded when they went in the st- but my collection was littered with greatest hits albums while I'm like spouting this <laughs> nonsense. Yeah. So originally I was like, Oh, it's a compilation. And then 
I was like, oh, it's their first two EPs combined, which I think is really cool. And supposedly it was their most successful or most popular. I don't remember which, but I listened to it nonstop there for certain periods of my life. Um, and it was, I mean, Repeater was amazing too. Yeah. It's hard to do. My very favorite all time song is Blueprint, which okay. is off of Repeater. Okay. But this one just has so many of the ones I like. Right. You know, like Waiting Room, of course. Yeah. Um, Repeater, um, this, I have a, a chest full of embarrassing stories across life, but one of them um i am like two months into my freshman year of college down in pittsburgh kansas um and helped a dude like so friends with a couple uh buddies that i just met in the dorm one of them has an older brother that has been down there for two years going to school and so he's living in a house they're moving and so he says bring all your friends i'll feed you beer all day help me move so we drank all day and then went out and by the time the last call lights came on i was not sober and i ran into literally i was like oh i gotta, I gotta get out of here i gotta go pass out and i ran into somebody coming in and it was like this funny it's like the um scott farkas and grover dill from christmas story do you know that movie? Uh, yeah, the Scott Farkas. That was the the bully kid. Yeah, the the, bully. He, yeah, and so he's bit, and then his little accomplice is small. This yeah. this pair was like one the one guy that I ran into was huge, uh, and the other guy was very small. And but they were looking for a fight, and I was trying to find my bed. <laughs> and the little guy was like talking to me and distracting me, and the big guy. Uh, while I wasn't looking, put a cigarette out on my face and then broke my jaw in two places with one shot and knocked me out. And was, I had to get my jaw wired shut and it was this whole crazy ordeal. Um, I smoked a lot of pot back then. Um, so I uh, all of a sudden had this window where I didn't because I was, you know, dealing with all this stuff. And the first opportunity I had, uh, somebody's living, go to this dude's house and he's got like this three foot bong and speakers mounted up in the corner, nice speakers and repeaters playing. And I got way, way higher than I should have. And like that album really, really fucked with me. I mean, it's really intense. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I had never heard anything like it, and I still, to this day, like, I see that cover art in it, you know, like, you know what I'm (laughs) saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, But they, um, I'm not trying to say anything else about any artists of any of of the genres, um, but I feel like they have sort of always been um, sort of pedestaled. Like, there's a lot of respect for them. Technically, like and t- especially. yeah, um, and you know, I feel like they, you know, belong to a genre or a, a subgenre or whatever. But also, I don't think anybody ever really made music like that until they came along. Like, just yeah. unique to yeah, me. I thought it was very unique too <clears throat> when back when I heard them. And then, I mean, they came from Minor Threat. So when you consider Minor Threat to Fugazi. Mm-hmm. Like, if I had to pair just an all-time, like, lifetime of work, like Ian McKay's 
top for me. Sure. I love Minor Threat, too. That's another one that's hard to distinguish. But well, Minor Threat was the first punk band I ever heard, and I just remembered this, and it's a story similar to yours. I had my very first job at Pizza Hut, and one of the workers was like, you want to smoke weed? And I'd never smoked before. And I was like, oh, yeah. So <laughs> we, we got in yeah, his Jeep, yeah. and we're driving around the cornfields, and I get very very high and he's playing a uh, minor threat and it was just like it just felt really echoey <laughs> but i really loved it right like, this is amazing nice well there's a, a pretty lengthy list of quotes and things said about 13 songs but the one that uh, stuck out the most was kathleen Hanna of bikini kill nice said 13 songs is to underground music what what led zeppelin 4 is to suburban potheads and i was like yeah that's that's a very nice parallel right there um so that one was 89 and then we leaped 2007 dead again typo negative i know that's not the full uh cover art uh the final Typo night, seventh of seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, ten tracks, 77 minutes, although I, I apparently there was a Best Buy version that was much yeah, shorter. always long songs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so <coughs> the CD insert folded out into the shape of a cross with Gregory Rasputin's head mm-hmm. at the top. Um, and then the media tray has his autopsy information written on it. I was like, what, yeah, what are we Back when they did Origin of the Feces, one of their first albums, it was a picture of his butthole. Nice. So, and they, they kind of blurred it to where it was like, kind of couldn't distinguish it after a while. You're like, what is that? Right. But, but that's you know what it it's was. a beehole. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Peter Steele was awesome. Was like a, and I mean, my favorite album was October Rust. I just, you asked what albums we had. I'm trying to find October Rust on vinyl, but I have Dead Again. Which I love that one too. It's got like, uh, yeah, the hell and farewell to to Britain and these mm-hmm. three things is one of my very favorite. Which is looks like yeah, about fifteen minutes. Yeah, long, which doesn't surprise me. Uh, <laughs> what are what the the titles of the second to last and the last track? Uh, uh, that's the second to last. Uh-huh. Is, uh, an ode to Locksmiths, which just strikes me as really clever. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. And then the. The Britain one, right? Yeah, Hail and Farewell to the Britain. Yeah. Which I like that one a lot, too. Nice. Just like the... With Typo Negative, it was always just the sound. Not even the lyrics. It was just the sound of sure. it that always got me. And I got into that in later in high school when I found them. And I was like... I was going through a little gothy phase. But, I mean, I kind of liked always... And I still love dark wave and goth music, so... Dark wave? Yeah, dark wave is kind of like... Man, it's hard to explain. It's kind of like it's got a little electro to it, but also it's just—I mean, it's just dark music. It's sure, like creepy it's sounding. Moody. Yeah, it's okay. just very much a mood. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're the same, you know, like goth metal. I always considered them like I know they're called doom metal. <laughs> People call them all kinds of different sure. things, but um, I saw them probably like seven times in my life. I was really happy that I did. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Now. I've seen them probably second most i've probably seen guar probably like really anywhere from 15 to 20 where in my life. just all they used to play frequently 
almost every year they would come to Kansas City or Lawrence. Really? Lawrence is mainly. Granada. Okay, okay. Yeah, Granada and Lawrence is mainly where I would see. And that's where mainly where I saw Typo. I sure. Think. Probably four of the times that I saw them were at Granada. Are you a, are you a pit guy? You get in oh, there? I lo- yeah, I love the pit. Mix it up? Mm-hmm. I mean... Jesse even gets in the... I mean, the, this last Black Flag show at Record Bar, we were in there from start to finish. I think we didn't ever get out of the pit. <laughs> and I mean, just slamming into folks. And, I thought I was yeah. going to get crushed to death yeah, at one She point had some br- like, bruises on her legs. I'm fine yeah. with that. <laughs> You're fine with getting crushed to death? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's better yeah. than yeah. aging. Right, right. <laughs> so uh, was is Guar's pit different? than others uh, it's they get pretty intense i've been to punk rock bowling a few times probably the most intense one i've been in is agnostic front okay uh, out there because it's like thousands of people so the pit itself is just gigantic Jeez. It's like you're trying to find your way through it if you want to get out of it you're like you got a ways to go yeah <laughs> wow but uh, now yeah. you've seen so you've seen typo seven times do they um hit you with a fresh set list every time or is it relatively the same set of songs or it was it was always different albums they always took a while it always seemed like there were three and four years between tours okay whereas guar would it was almost every year sure that's why i got to see them so much typo was one of those bands where they took a while to put out now so you think like when they would tour are they touring in support of the new album so they're playing a good bit of new stuff but then some old stuff too or yeah okay like that and the October Rust tour was amazing because they had, they are they were always very visual and like, he was gigantic. So he would come out sometimes with, uh, just playing like the stand up upright bass, except oh. just holding it like it was a little guitar, <laughs> and it's this massive thing, and he'd just be holding it because he's like seven foot. He really was like six seven or something like that. But, uh, but they had like the during Too Late Frozen, which is one of my favorite songs on that album. They had a fake snow coming down, and it was it ended up being just feathers that had been cut, just small, and it just fell all over the Granada, and I mean they dumped enough to where it like coated the whole. Granada. Really? Like, wow! They went all out, <laughs> and it just. Was I wonder really... if they let the venue know ahead of time that that's <laughs> yeah. what they were gonna do. Yeah, it wouldn't be as bad as Guar. Right. Guar. What? <laughs> Tell Guar me. Soaks. The ever, any place they play it's just covered in like fake blood and for real that yeah, they like, like... They, they'll like like say i don't know when bush was in there or something they bring out these dummies and they'll like chop off the head or whatever and then this it's a whole thing theatrical. of blood just really shoots out and yeah. the, the guy's like this and you're just soaking everybody so in a pit it was great because you'd be super hot then you'd be wanting you'd be like hey hit hey, me. get me right nice <laughs> so they would soak you nice. and then you're like oh that feels great um so, <clears throat> so what else has you know sort of like i mentioned about fugazi of guar has always kind of sort you know they belong wherever they belong but also they're kind of their own thing like what is it that has made them stand out and be different it definitely their stage show okay you know, okay definitely and then dave brocky died uh the the new guy i mean they're still great but i liked it a lot more back when uh, dave was doing it what about sonically uh, their sound was there something that made them different uh, from some of their contemporaries it was just kind of metal okay I mean, it was 
Like it was definitely do they do- the stage show. I mean, some of their like Scum Dogs of the Universe. I really liked uh, the music on that. It was probably my favorite album of theirs, like musically. And that was when they were starting early. You know, uh, I remember going. I've told her about it. I went to one at uh, the Bottleneck a long time ago when I was in my uh, teenage years, I think. But they ended up. That's when Sylvester Hyman was in the band, and she would blow fire into the air. And she blew fire up, and it caught the ceiling on fire. Oh, no. And so <laughs> they ended up getting kicked out. Oh, man. man and then they came out naked. <laughs> like, after they had been the show it ended or whatever, they just came out. Nice. Going through the place naked, basically. Did I'm they ever do uh, super throaty stuff vocally, guar? Like the scream metal kind of sound? No? No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't like. It wasn't like that. At okay. All. Okay. I mean, especially with Dave, I think it was just like he would yell and stuff like that. Sure. It wasn't like high pitched right. screams or anything like that. Kind of like screamo or whatever. <laughs> it wasn't like that. Nice. Yeah. Um, so if I misworded the ask for your list, I apologize. But uh, the want was um, all time favorite, most influential, listened, go to mm-hmm. album. Not necessarily that you currently own or own on vinyl but yeah. just favorites and they yeah, you know that's what okay yeah, but they're... in addition to your four are there any others that you want to give shouts out to or i mean for me it was she had one of mine okay babes, babes in toyland, okay nice babes in toyland. okay i mean back when when i went and saw one of the Lollapaloozas that had a hole in sinead o'connor and l7 and l7 back, yeah and back then babes in toyland didn't get that like publicity back then but babes in toyland was always my favorite okay of all like l7 rings a bell but what was i can't remember why oh yeah i mean they they were pretty popular back in the 90s and they toured they were kind of in the same genre as like hole okay and uh i mean i guess you would consider punk a riot girl kind of grungy yeah i would put them leaning somewhere in the middle there okay Mm -hmm. cool any any other albums for you that stand out that didn't make your list? This is the scariest question for me ever. It it really is very overwhelming because I'm such a music nerd. Um, I I just sort of took shots in the dark with that, these. I, th- I think that's a great approach. I mean, because I like if I think about it for myself. Uh, oh, a top ten, you know, that would be pretty easy. And then as soon as you start, you're like. I, or top 20 mm-hmm. and then it's like i actually don't know where my list ends because it's top 1000 or something right <laughs> <laughs> with my with my love of just about every genre i could do a top five per genre sure maybe, but mm-hmm. it's still very it was very challenging cool but i just i threw those out there nice um right now my favorite artist is a band from denver called legs the band legs the band yeah and you found them out how they booked at skate bar place. yeah on their own mm-hmm. okay like he was the, playing them over the speakers because some before he booked stuff he likes to listen, yeah, to, listen it. to it and i was i think i was stringing my guitar or something and i just passively was hearing it and i was like 
what is this? This is awesome. I've never heard mm -hmm. anything like this before. And then they came and played, and by the time they got there, I'd already known all of their songs. Nice. So it was really cool. And they have a, they have a huge following in St. Joe now because they've, they've been there like three times. Wow. Yeah. They come they out from Denver. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they cool. played her birthday show. Yeah. Nice. And then, yeah, so there's some really good bands that we just never heard of that have came through our spot that were just like, wow. In a year and, and change. A small, yeah. I mean, that's... That's a fantastic start. Yeah. There was like Hayes Noble just came through. Yeah. He's getting ready to move to Montana, but he's going to come to our place in July before he does. He was amazing. Like even Kansas City, I thought oh. Emmeline Twist was amazing. Raytown, Gutter Oh, yeah, Buds. Gutter Buds. That's Gutter like Buds our, awesome. they've become like our in house band at this point. Oh, nice. They're amazing. Very cool. We love them. Yeah. Um, I think I've been messaging with somebody from Emmeline Twist, so they might come and do one they're, too yeah they're great right on music's great yeah. it's kind of dark wavy yeah. yeah uh so you said stringing your guitar how long have you is this a six string acoustic what do you uh, electric um, i started with bass guitar okay and uh, got bored with it then i decided i wanted to learn classical guitar and then from there i, I mean i kind of got bored with that then i went to electric guitar and that's what i that's what I play now. Okay. Yeah. So what what do you ha what do you what do you have? Um, I usually like genre. Uh, no no no. Um, um, make and model for your electric. A white guitar. A white guitar. <laughs> <laughs> was it a Jackson? I think it's a Jackson. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't know what the model is. Sure sure. It was it's a it's nothing fancy. And you were stringing it because. I'm uh, just putting new strings on it. Okay. Yeah. How how often? Are you doing that, and how often are you playing? I have so little free time, and it just comes in like like my inspiration to, to do stuff comes in these short little spurts. Sure, you know, yeah. I'll I'll, I'll get super fixated on it for a, a short time, and I'll move on to my next little right. interest. Right, right. I'll come back to it. <laughs> so, um, before this, did you have have you played any instruments? Um, really, just acoustic. I I play a lot of folk. Okay. Nice. But now I'm trying to branch out into punk, which is weird to go in that direction because punk is so much easier to play than folk music. Right. <laughs> a lot, yeah. lot, lot of power chords and yeah. not necessarily picking styles. Mm -hmm. What about you? Have you ever played anything? No, I had like, I had a bass guitar when I was probably like 12, like I was talking about. And I figured I got... To me, it was like I had to choose between skateboarding or music. Ah, yeah. And I had a friend who was a skater at the time, and it's funny because he ended up going the opposite way. He ended up becoming a really good musician. Oh, really? And uh, kept doing his music while I was just got just addicted to skateboarding. Skater just, guy. Right? Yeah, and I was just <laughs> like, that's what was my life at that point. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I just didn't play it. Ended up selling it or whatever. Right. And then I've been into extreme sports ever since. Sure. I still haven't stopped. So, um, I saw something that kind of description of the of the skate bar, mm -hmm. and it mentioned extreme sports. So, yeah. what all's under that umbrella? Uh, well, it would just be like skateboarding sure. for skate bar. Um, we thought about. It's not the market for like selling skis or anything like that, especially with Snow Creek and the and the way the weather's changing and all that. Like the season down there is getting 
shorter and shorter. Every Seriously? Year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I bet. Is that a global warming yeah. thing? Is it really? Yeah. It's, I it's, mean, we that that last winter was mild as hell, and then yeah, the they previous were only open two for like three weeks to a month. Are you serious? Oh my year. god, they can't. It, it just seems like a pattern. That it's it's been going on. And so. it's everywhere too. Even in Utah. Yeah. When we lived there, uh, we were ski instructors, and like we Park were, City or something. All over. All Park yeah, City we mostly. We lived in Salt yeah. Lake, but yeah, <clears throat> Park City we taught. And, uh, we we would encounter like uh, these old mountain men. They would be talking about how every year like they get less and less snow and that uh, stuff like yeah. that. And then this year they set a record. for Yeah, it. they had an, some but, anomaly kind well, of. Well, ca- there were some parts of California where it was like. They might not ever dig themselves out. Like it was yeah. bananas. Yeah, how many you'll feet? get those type of years. But yeah, in general, especially in the Midwest, it's just it's. Uh, this was the, by far the worst year they've ever had. Man, that's they but can't be I, making money if their seasons keep getting yeah. shorter. Well, and I know the Grenier's sold it, and now Vail Resorts owns it. Oh, so do they really? Loaded anyway. Right. Vail Resorts owns all. All the main. It even owns. owns Park City now. Oh, like, funny. They bought out. Like, wow. A bunch of different so that's probably why it's still open. I don't know. Right. <laughs> um, so uh, you, before Skate Bar, you guys, remind me what you guys did uh, job-wise. Just before oh. Skate Bar, we were both uh, FedEx truck drivers. Yeah, no kidding? Delivery. Yeah. How was that? Uh, Post-COVID, yeah, awful. Pre-COVID. Because it was just decent, too busy? But yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because there was a crazy uptick yeah, and on, yeah. and then it just never went away. Right, they just keep the same load on everybody, mm-hmm. so we just finally got tired of it. I mean, I mean, we had been talking about this anyway, but we were just like, let's go for it because that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, t- today um, I had a very small window time wise uh, to run an errand that uh, you know. I, I should have not tried to fit it into this window, but um, I borrowed those stools from my kid's mom. She has a bar with stools at it, and she just lives a block away. But I was, was shopping because I was trying to figure out what, where am I going to put you guys. And so <laughs> it's not the first time that I've done this, and I know that it's user error, but I found uh, an affordable stool at Home Depot. And they were, they were on sale, and they looked okay. And I was like, I, I better go get those before they're gone. And the drive down there was just, there's so much construction happening right now, and especially Maine with, like, all the whatever it is, light car, rail car stuff. Um, it was crazy how long it took me to get a very short distance. And then when I'm in there, I'm like, you know, walking around and thinking of the dozens and dozens of memes, you know, that you see about places like that and employees. And I'm like literally scanning for an orange vest. And I found four people that like, not only did not know when I see somebody in a place like that, I'm like, do you know where stuff is? Cause if they don't, I'll just look, you know, and all, all four of these people were like, what? And I was like, stuff that you sell here do you know and it was like they were all so incredibly socially awkward with no knowledge and i feel like that's how it is now Mm -hmm. i go to cvs and i'm like where where did you come like you don't you should not be in a job where you're facing 
customers. It didn't take very long, did it? No. And so I what ended up happening is that I just didn't read the internet right and it's an online order only. So the whole trip was wasted down there and I didn't want to do it anyway, but I also wanted to get these stools back and sort of have my own have the piece anyway. I was just and it, it was like all I could think about on the drive home is like this there were like seven examples in that whole process of why I'd just rather have somebody deliver it to my house. Yeah. I mean it's so weird that like right on the other side of COVID, it was not like that at all. No. Like people were like friendly and knowledgeable and also driving places is weird these days. I mean, mm-hmm. so many people aren't paying attention. I, I don't know. Yeah. Don't get me started. But um, we we never got the we never had to like a quarantine or anything like that. We worked through the entire thing. Really? So I think that's the only reason. Like our our social yeah, awkwardness is just who we are. <laughs> you know. Right. Yeah. No. They sure. Didn't. FedEx. It was like so. But, everybody worked. But you to start a shift, you report someplace and have interactions with people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, did they like do masks and plexiglass uh, or anything? Off and on. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, long story short, it was a job, and then the workload just kept yeah. ticking up, and oh, yeah. they're just so like during the peak season, which is around Christmas time, mm-hmm. they'll give you helpers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but COVID era became like a, a nonstop peak. Yeah, you and were just you didn't get a helper. The time. Damn. So yeah. it was yeah. Now, is that a situation where, like, you can work as much as you want and there's time and a half available, or um, was there is there a perk if it, your workload keeps re- growing? Do you is there a reason for you to be interested in that? FedEx, um, the drivers are contracted through uh, con- contractors in order to you know undercut yeah, benefits and things like oh, that. Oh, geez. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, it was basically just salary. Oh man! But I mean, if some of the contractors would give you a little more, or whatever, if it was like exceptionally huge, but you have to have a sp- it wasn't worth it as far as sure. we're concerned. You know, I'm more about you know I would rather do fun things and spend time with my family other right. than right. just get money and right just <laughs> sleep. You know? Do you have to have a, any kind of special driver's license for that gig? Like class E. Class e yeah. So you got to go get get it mm-hmm. okay i didn't in oregon i'm not yeah. sure why Maybe. oregon was much more chill because yeah. we were right on the ocean and mm-hmm. it was you know COVID up there wasn't really super prevalent during the whole time really yeah okay so. interesting so before that what kind of stuff were you guys doing uh ski instructing for okay sure. nice we traveled around doing that um we did that in salt lake city and then, I mean, most of my life's just been like factory, just really crappy factory. Like sure. Metal. Yeah. Metal work, carpentry, <laughs> just yeah, all the, all that kind of yeah. stuff. Concrete. Oh, man. Yeah. That one's, that's a fun one. <laughs> so. Yeah, I've also been a laborer. Okay. <laughs> um, so, I mean, uh, is there uh, short term and or long term goals for the bar? Is it a thing that you. Just the way it is, you love it just that way, and you want to keep it exactly the way it is? Or We're taking you... it a day at a time. 
right? Much, yeah. yeah, and we're always up, updating. Like we're yeah. always adding stuff to it. Uh-huh. Nice. And, and even our patrons. Our patrons just, are yeah. very involved with everything. Mm-hmm. That's why I think skateboard has the reputation it does because it's it's such a community effort. Cool. People are always yeah. coming up to us like, hey, you should talk to this band or like yeah. a, or doing art everywhere. Yeah, oh, cool. There's a huge yeah, artist presence. Nice. Um, our door guy's an artist and he invited a group of people of other artists in to paint the walls and stuff like okay. that. Okay. So. so, yeah, it's always getting different things put up in there. cool so people just bring in random decor and put it up <laughs> <laughs> nice you want, you want this one sure it's right very diy <laughs> hey that's cool though uh bucket list items for either of you guys just get out and travel again yeah eventually <laughs> top yeah. one or two just, places you want to go or uh, i would love to go to iceland okay but, uh, there's a lot of play. That's another one, just like music. It's like, oh, man, yeah. I don't know. Everywhere. So many places. You know? I want to go everywhere. <laughs> yeah, everywhere. Nice. Uh, we've been all over the United States. I've never I love the, the West, country. West Coast. Same, place. yeah. Mm-hmm. East Coast is weird. I mean, <laughs> yeah. like, uh, weird in that, like, I've just, by circumstance, that's where I've done almost all of my travel is, like, you know, Oregon and Washington and California. Oh, yeah. And I didn't go to, I've been in New York once and it was in 2017. Uh, I went to Atlantic City last summer. I mean, and saw a decent amount of uh, Pennsylvania, but I mean, it's, it's a different animal on the East. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, do Utah, like, as far as just like a state that is just has everything and really beautiful. Right. Uh, Utah was great. Yeah, I was just looking, a friend was just doing, um, like a post school year family, you know, husband, wife, uh, three kids trip, like in all like hitting, I think they hit eight state parks or something like that. Um, but Eastern Utah, um, you know, uh, Bryce, uh, Canyon land, I mean, uh, Zion and arches. And, um, I did some backcountry one time yeah. at dead horse point state yeah, park. Coral reef. It's yeah, so many crazy. Nice. Utah's like two different universes in one mm-hmm. state. Like uh-huh. Northern's the Alpine Mountains and right in the, in the Salt Lake, which is its own kind of uh-huh. uh, thing. anomaly. Mm-hmm. And then the Southern is all red, red rock. Red and rock yeah. It's just like you look at some of that stuff and it's like this is literally just time and water yeah. over more time than I can compute up in this dumb, you know, yeah. but it, it, it's, it's, it's a real good way to like have a reminder of like how small we are. Yes. You know, yeah. I felt that on angels landing for sure. That was scary. Yeah. yeah. And then if you ever get antelope Island, that's right in the middle of the great salt lake. Okay. When you hike up to the peak of that thing, like the view, once you get up there, is just like otherworldly for sure. Right. Wow. Um, so you guys uh, inherit uh, $85 million tomorrow. What's your first move, and how different, if at all, does your life look moving forward? You go first. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've always talked about having just some land and a community on it, just like a community of friends yeah. and family. Uh, I mean... Honestly, I would just want to help those people that we're talking about with it. I mean, I don't 
even with skate bar, we're not doing it for money for sure. But <laughs> are you St. Joe? <laughs> right. But I mean, you're 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 paying your bills with it, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's a, yeah. I mean, just to just to live comfortably sure. and have fun, like all my sports and stuff, and all the stuff I love to do. I mean, I love doing it. Like I get so much enjoyment out of it. I don't. Like of course having some extra money with sure. with those things yeah. too. Yeah. Definitely would travel. I'm sure we would travel. Yeah. Like nonstop. Yeah. Get an RV. We we did live in an RV up in a Napoleon Dynamiteville. <laughs> Where's in, that? Uh, Preston, Idaho is where okay. they filmed Napoleon Dynamite, okay. and nice. we lived in that that uh, <clears throat> canyon right next to that town, and so we would we lived there for like a month or two, and uh, it was amazing. Like no one around just lived in our uh, rv just up in the up in the canyon right next cool. to the river I you had, we had one other rv that was up there it was just two of us so like relatively speaking all of your daily needs can be met living where you were living mm-hmm. yeah wow yeah, it was really it was for both of us i think was the most peaceful time i've ever had in my life that's i mean it sounds like it yeah, nice there. and that that little town was I mean they of course they had the high school with the the lockers the same and then Pedro's house was right across the street from <laughs> it and the person that owned it had a vote for Pedro sign nice. in the window nice <laughs> so uh, and then the cut and corral was still there yeah it was it was it was kind of a funny town to live in I mean they embraced the movie sure there, for sure good for them uh, the poppin pins was still there the bowling alley nice uh, but yeah that was really really a great time we enjoyed it now looking back especially as hectic as things are with skate bar we look back on that and of course you you want it every once in a while right <laughs> now in this scenario like in this scenario where all of a sudden tomorrow you, what, do you pull yourselves out a little bit and put somebody on payroll to run things or no does that take away some of the oh, joy we, yeah we would definitely spend less time i mean i love doing skate bar but we literally that's our lives so yeah. we would definitely step back a little bit and okay have people that love it also like sure. our our friend and the door guy osiris you know i'm sure would um he wants a bigger role in it and stuff okay we would be more than happy i keep do. i keep forgetting to ask uh so if saint joe to kc is and vice versa is 45 what's saint joe to lawrence is it about the same or is it an hour okay <laughs> <clears throat> the back road, back highway says 67 miles. Okay. An hour. Okay. Yeah. That's if you don't get behind some trucker on the one lane highway. Right, right. <laughs> then it could be an hour and a half. Um, so did you want to throw in anything in on that, or did he cover it? I can't even conceptualize $10,000, let alone mm-hmm. right. 80-something million. Right, right. Um, any other, you know, sort of, uh, pipe dream projects that it, it were some time, forget about money. If, if there, if some kind of pocket of time opened up for you guys, is there a, some other uh, idea or, cause this is, I mean, to me, uh, a, a skate bar, uh, in St. Joe is kind of equal parts, super cool and kind of crazy. Like, <laughs> Not knowing St. Joe, I would think, 
I don't know if that's going to stick, guys. It is a very scary thing, yeah. But for me, I I just want to keep adding more DIY stuff. Okay. Cool. uh, A community garden type of thing. I I love using it as like a free school thing as well. If people have a trade they want to teach, that's something I've been wanting to get into. Cool. Teaching like how to grow food or how to sew just like stuff like that that we can offer people for free sure and we also have uh we've had two free stores so every season we do a free store there where people bring in donations and we have like clothes racks set up yeah and uh people just take 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 what what they they want want. and leave what they want and it's been uh really successful people love it so nice you've had three of them Two. 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 Okay. We'll have a summer one, I'm sure, mm-hmm. in like July nice. probably or something. Yeah. Very nice. Um, so if somebody's listening to this or watching this and hearing about Skate Bar for the first time, I mean, the easiest way to find is just to Google it, or do you have a, a go-to thing that you tell folks? There's a there's a Google page. Um, after the, the, the Skate Bar Facebook page was our biggest okay. thing, mm-hmm. but now it's... It's kind of, we're starting new, so. Yeah, I would just search it on uh, Instagram. Instagram. It's definitely been up the whole time. Right, so. and is that you guys yeah. managing and that? Yeah, will come to yeah, me or Jess. Mm-hmm. So. Cool. Uh, but, yeah, they can they can reach out to us. and We also have a number. It's like 816-689-0507. Um, that after five we're there and i can answer those calls yeah before five we're never there so right um what about um if somebody's thinking i want to check that place out but it's gonna uh the right artist or the right gig is gonna be the thing that gets me in the car and out the door Uh, how do what's is there a any kind of anything that's hey upcoming gig is such and such you said you have five shows this week like yeah and our facebook and the instagram i update that every day okay so, okay and then i'll even usually put out a flyer that has our month the shows for the whole month okay so yeah anytime if anybody gets a hold of us on facebook or instagram there will always be the flyers so right like, we never miss on that um so. what about a mailing list email people could subscribe and and then like a, a new show or an, a new special or a new free store or whatever and then subscribers get yeah. a ding or something, something i don't know just to remind people we exist right yeah. right i mean it's a all of that stuff is uh kind of a fine line and that like there's obvious value in it but you also don't want you know, right. (laughs) With 87 messages a week. It's like, okay, I got, you know what I'm saying? I've been hitting the Facebook card the last day because we've only been up for like 24 hours. I think, yeah, pretty much officially 24 hours again. But I mean, we had, we dealt with Facebook for like two weeks trying to get that thing back up. Did you ever land on a person? Anyway, none of them knew what was going on, Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden it was just gone yesterday. Wow, so I was like, Well, I guess we have to do it, you know, because like I said, we had already had I think 3,600 followers, and man, that just all went that sucks. And And then Dean, Dean Eddington over at Liberty Hall, he said it happened to him, really, and he had it up for like 11 11 years, years and somebody made his crash. Oh no. 
anyway, yeah. he, he got like a belief or an opinion on COVID. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what it was, but he said that yeah, it was like enough people reported wow. enough times to where they had got rid of the thing, and he had to start anew with Liberty Hall, which has okay. been around forever. Yeah, I just went to a show in October at Liberty nice. for the first time since high school, and I had balcony seats. Have you? Nice. When's the last time you were up we there? Were, we went to see Sunny Day Real Estate there, like this year okay uh, it was the first time we had been in a long time did you go upstairs yeah we were upstairs. i mean the seats are so freaking tiny yeah i was like were people this small like back when this place was built because right yeah. right yeah, yeah. They, they were right right on uh well i definitely want to get up and check you guys out um and get a shirt um and uh, i appreciate you guys coming down and doing this yeah, thank you. um yeah, thank you. appreciate you guys i mean if this is your one day of the week and you you know yeah. carve out a couple hours to come do this it's yeah. very generous of you so i appreciate it um and the only thing i'll ask of you guys is some time if i could get a pick of the two of you guys if you have one that you would like to send me so i can, can send one perfect mm -hmm. And I can attach it to your uh, your episode when it's out here in, in probably in a couple weeks. Um, that one Mark took. <laughs> perfect. All right. So Skate Bar, St. Joe. Was it five five oh one? Where did I? Francis. Five oh one Francis Street. Yeah. Should probably probably the black curb and people people skating. Yeah, you'll see the black curb and people skating. On it. It's the only spot downtown that has just band stickers everywhere. Nice. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Uh, all over the stop sign, all over the poles. Cool. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, Brandon and Jesse Rock, thank you very much. Thank you. Check out Skate Bar, and we'll talk to you soon. Nice. Thanks.